0: This is the Tom Bigby Tales, and I'm your host, Shannon Evans. The Tom Bigby Tales is a small podcast about a small town in northeast Mississippi called Columbus that lies on the Tom Bigby River. Today's episode is about Brigadier General William Edwin Baldwin, a a general in the Confederate Army. General William E. Baldwin was born in 1827 in Stateburg, Sumter County, South Carolina to Daniel and Emmeline Baldwin. The Baldwins arrived in Columbus sometime in the 1830s. They first appear here in 1837 on the territorial census as a family of five plus one enslaved person. Daniel Baldwin owned a book and stationery store in town where his son would eventually work and become an accountant as he was in the 1860 census. However, as early as 1845, he is found attached to the Columbus Riflemen as a first lieutenant who rises to the rank of captain. Baldwin mustered into the Confederate Army in September of 1861 in Mississippi and was made a colonel in S. Company of the 14th Mississippi Infantry. He was assigned to the Kentucky and Tennessee armies located at Fort Donelson in present-day Dover, Tennessee. The Union would capture Fort Donelson after first capturing Fort Henry in February of 1862 in order to open up the Cumberland River to begin invading the South. This was the first battle where Brigadier General Ulysses S. Grant gained notoriety as unconditional surrender grant. Grant's capture of Fort Henry successfully divided General Albert Sidney Johnston's men, leaving Beauregard's troops in Columbus, Kentucky, and Hardy's men in, Pol- in Bowling Green. Johnston decided to abandon western Kentucky and move Beauregard's 12,000 men to Fort Donelson under the leadership of Brigadier General John B. Floyd at the recommendation of Beauregard as Beauregard had fallen ill general floyd was a former secretary of war under james buchanan and was not very popular with the union as he had seceded and in his secession it is thought that he also borrowed some money that wasn't his the cavalry that was at fort Donelson was under colonel nathan bedford forrest union gunboats were brought into place and the began and the battle began at the end of the first day no one was in the lead. However, a snowstorm rolled in that night and temperatures dipped to 10 degrees. Everything was frozen. Confederate General Pillow was assigned to lead an evacuation of the fort, but heavy Union guns sent them back into the fort. The Union flotilla had that had arrived and the Confederate Army fired uh, the yeah, let me try that again. The Union flotilla had arrived, and the Confederate artillery fired unmercifully on the ships, sinking the flagship Union uh, battleship, the USS St. Louis, and heavily damaging the Louisville and the Pittsburgh. The fleet retreated, but controlled the river. The Union army surrounded the fort, and a siege was considered. The Confederate troops tried once more to escape using a flanking maneuver by Forrest's cavalry. The Confederates made headway until Grant appeared at the battlefield in person and assessed the situation and ordered a sweeping move, sending Pillow back to the trenches and ending all hope of escape. 1,000 men on each side had died and 3,000 wounded. Some of the Union dead had died from exposure having tossed their blankets and coats off during battle the first day. On the second night, the Confederate leadership met, and everyone passed the buck to Buckner to surrender the fort. Pillow stole away in the night across the Cumberland. Floyd left on a steamer, taking his Virginia infantry. Forrest, furious at the thought of surrender, and es- escaped with 700 riders to Nashville of the unguarded Lick Creek. Buckner surrendered the next morning and gave 12,000 men and 48,000 artillery to the Union in their capture. More than 7,000 men were sent to POW camps at Camp Douglas in Chicago, Camp Morton in Indianapolis, and Fort Warren in Boston. Colonel William Baldwin of Columbus Though captured, would be given special recognition for his leadership and bravery in the battle by General Pillow from afar. Baldwin, however, was sent to POW Camp Chase in Columbus, Ohio. The camp was rife with diseases like smallpox, typhoid, and pneumonia. Most men there that died there were died from exposure and malnutrition. Baldwin was fortunate to quickly be sent to. Fort Warren in Boston, a POW camp primarily for officers, and less than seven months later, he would be exchanged for Union prisoner officers. In September of 1862, when he was released, he was immediately promoted to Brigadier General. By December of 1862, he was back in Mississippi and engaged in the Battle of Coffeeville. His command was over the 20th and the 26th Mississippi Army and the 26th Tennessee Regiment of Infantry. Baldwin's troops went on to participate in the Battle of Fort Gibson and Champion Hill before withdrawing to Vicksburg. At that point, Baldwin's command grew to include the 17th and the 31st Louisiana, the 4th and 46th Mississippi, and Tobin's Tennessee Battery. He served under Major General Martin Luther Smith in the siege of Vicksburg. He commanded the Battle of Bayou Pierre and Big Black and conducted the retreat at Vicksburg, where he was wounded. Vicksburg fell and Baldwin was sent to Enterprise, Mississippi, 10 miles from Meridian to a Union POW camp. There he was in charge of the other paroled prisoners and when exchanged, when exchanged, He helped with the prisoner swap. He was then ordered to the Army of the Tennessee and then posted with that army to Mobile, Alabama, where he had a riding accident where a stirrup broke and he fell and broke his neck. That was on 19th of December, 1864, at Dog River Factory, Alabama, near Mobile, where he was in command of an entire brigade. He was first interred in Magnolia Cemetery in Mobile, but was later moved to Friendship Cemetery in Columbus at the gentle age of 37 years old. To learn more about Columbus's vast and varied history and the characters and the people who lived here, follow and like the Historic Home Tours of Columbus, Mississippi Facebook page and follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast, The Tom Bigby Tales. Thank you, and until next time.